0: I want to ask you something, before coming here to church tonight, I kind of made an agreement with God, I said, God, you help me, I want to do what your will is, and maybe if you'll help me tonight, I'll try something different in my prayer line, if you'll help me, so I can reach some more people. Then I fell on this thought, well, I believe I'll speak to them just a little bit, now I want you to pray and I'll use tonight and tomorrow night if God willing and Thursday night go back into the regular service again and I want to see if God i put it before him as a fleece like or he here's what he told me when I asked him I got it wrote down right here what he said I said and speaking to him I said how must I hold my meeting some says that I don't pray for enough people he said just as you feel in so that was the, just as you feel as And I feel led tonight to do this, so that's why I'm doing it. In Joel, the first chapter, the fourth verse, I read this. Many of you Bible scholars now are familiar. That which the palmer worm has left has the locust eaten. That which the locust has left has the canker worm eaten. That which the canker worm has left has the caterpillar eaten. Goes on. Let's go over to about the 11th verse now, so we haven't got much time. Be ashamed, O you husbandmen, how, O ye vineyards, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, the tree languished, the pomegranate trees, the palm tree also, the apple tree, and all the other trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of man the second chapter that's a very dark verse chapter joel speaking through inspiration telling about what the lands is eat up and the worms one worm went through, and the insect and eat up some things, and what he left, another worm comes through and eat what he left, another worm come through and eat what he left, and the vines are all withered up, and, and the pastures is all dried up, and the cattle are dying. The, the go had to say that all the seeds under the clods are, are rotten, and looks like a hopeless case. I was reading that tonight. Then I happened to read over the second chapter while I was sitting in the room in prayer. And reading, I read this in the 25th verse of the second chapter. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, and the palm or worm, and my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat with plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord God that has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. Let's bow our heads just a moment. Now, Lord, uh, I don't know what to say but in managing this meeting in this way, but I pray that you'll give me grace tonight give me favor with the heavenly host and with this people that I might teach them of thee. And now, Lord, uh, I commit myself to thee and ask that you are blessed. For I ask in Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> I would like to, being raised in a, a fundamental church, and I still believe in fundamental doctrines, but I, I think all things in the Bible, we should go back to the beginning in Genesis to pick it up. If you want to find anything that's going on today, if you go back to the beginning, Genesis means the beginning. It's the seed chapter of the Bible. And now, in the beginning, God made everything, and then everything evoluted from that one thing. For instance, recently, standing up on a mountain, looking down across the prairie, the difference how the trees vary. Up here, there's hemlock. A little lower down, there's spruce, fir, then on down to pine, then into quakeness, and from there you've gone out into sagebrush then out in the grass, then the desert. Each one of those plants had a beginning. Now look, each one of those plants, if I could take it down, a layer by layer, I would come to one germ, a germ of life that made that plant the same kind of a germ, a different nature, everything after its own kind, bird after bird, dog, human, whatever it is, after its kind. And I'd take one tree, it raised up, drop off a few cones, and another tree comes up from it, evoluting, right down. The human does the same thing, the animal the same way, the birds lay their eggs, and male and female, and go on the same way they uh, poll the same way through flowers, through trees. But I'd take each tree back, everything, right back to the beginning, where the first germ started. Then I'd be back in Genesis, wouldn't I? Well, now, now as the naturalists say today, and chronologists many they say that there's a great controlling spirit somewhere and it just said let there be and and that was all there was to it and it all created from a a beginning of a spirit or life now that isn't intelligence. why did he say let this be a palm tree and this an apple tree and this a hickory tree and that an oak tree see one different from another what did it It shows that this great being that spoke this into existence was not only a great being but it was an intelligence and it's the resource of all intelligence it's God he said let there be a palm tree what difference is in a palm tree and a hickory tree now see there's no well my the same as night and day see they never if he if it just been a, a something that just happened Everything would have been one tree, but to show how he made trees for different places shows there is an intelligent behind it that elected these things to be at certain places. Just like he elected, uh, God is a God of variety. And all Christianity is based upon the resurrection. If I drop this letter on the floor, now resurrection is not put this one in his place, but resurrection is bring up the same letter that went out in its place again, is that right? Therefore, Christianity is based on resurrection, that when we come back to this earth again, I won't be some kind of an angel with wings a-flopping, I'll be a man just like I am now. Resurrection, and in the resurrection there'll be, we'll differ from one another. Some of us will be black-headed, some blondes and some redheads, and so forth. God is a God of variety. He doesn't make everything the same. He makes big mountains, and little mountains, and prairies, and lakes, and deserts, and he makes uh, big trees, and little trees, and white flowers, and blue flowers, and pink flowers. He's a God of variety. His beings are made up in a variety. And then when we were born on this earth and come up to the age of about twenty-two or three, we was at our best. We were growing. Then the first thing you know, wrinkles come in, gray hair set in. Death has come in to take us out of this world. God ordained it so. But everything that death can do is separate us from this world, and in the resurrection when we return again, we'll be not old no more, but young in that body forever and forever to live with God. I can prove that scripturally on another text a little later on about Abraham and them, that what we'll be. And every old person, no matter how old you are, if you're a Christian and die in Christ Jesus, when your foot touches that breathful land, you'll turn back to a young man or woman again. I can prove that by the Scripture. What else thought? Wow, let the devil snort and blow and puff and do all he wants to. It does scare me a bit. I know what God has said, and I believe God's truth. That's right. Back in Genesis, we realized that different things happened back there. Look here, for instance, Babylon appeared first in Genesis. Now we have to watch Babylon. It appears over here in the Bible again about the middle of the Old Testament and comes all over into Revelation. For the last days, Babylon, it began first with the the gates of God, it was called. Then it was called Babylon, confusion. It was founded by Nimrod, who was the son of Ham. And there's where idolatry started first, and there's where idolatry ends up at, still in Babylon. It comes all the way through. Every tree, you must bring it up through the the time, up through the Bible. Now, let's go back to get the church. Amen. Now, I want you to notice at the very root of the plant, and uh, if we can see what kind of seed you got in the field, you can find out what kind of crop you're going to have. Is that right, farmers? Find well, out what kind of seeds you got. Well, let's go back into Genesis and find out where we're at. Jesus said in Matthew, the 13th chapter, a sower went forth and sowed seeds, and he explained it, that it was the earth. And an enemy came and sowed tares behind him, which was the devil. And the husbandman, the preacher said, let's pull them out. Take them out. He said, no, no. Let them grow together. Now watch. If the seed starts by the side of a weed, they grow when the first shoots come forth, they come forth four ways that both of them goes to seed together. And we're we'll always complaining about what the world, how wicked the world is. You forget to realize how more powerful the church is than it used to be. I don't mean to deafen you, but you control that up there if you will. I feel kind of religious right now. I really do. <laughs> Oh, and I think that we're speaking on eternal things. Never perish. Watch this human being. The first two mortals that come out of the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. They begot two sons, one Ham or beg your pardon, one Cain and one Abel. I can see all that great eternity face down. When the time come, when they was taken from the Garden of Eden, drove out to ship for themselves, there were two boys, both from the same mother, same father. And then when they was, both of them wanted to find favor with God. Now, I believe that the angel guarded the tree of life, and that tree of life was Christ, of course. The tree of death was a woman. Through birth of a woman, we all die. Through birth of Christ, we all live. It's just as simple as anything. But there was that. I had my thought of what sin was and what the first sin was, and if I'd tell you, you'd disagree with me, so I'll just keep it to myself. Anyhow, when the angel began to throw his flaming sword out to guard this tree of life, now watch. Cain and Abel both come to find favor with God. Amen. Now look, Cain was a long ways from being a communist neither was he an atheist. But Cain was a believer. Get on your shockproof vest now. Cain was a believer and a worshiper of God. If God only required a believer, Cain was just as just as Abel was. And God would be unjust if he condemned Cain for his faith in him and accepted Abel if faith was all he required. All right. But Cain came and offered a sacrifice. Now look, Cain built an altar, a church. Cain made a sacrifice, the same as Abel did. And Cain worshiped. He never come as an unbeliever, he come as a believer. He raised up his hands and worshiped God just the same as Abel did. Well, if a church membership, an altar, a worship, a sacrifice is all God requires, then Cain was just as just as Abel was. If you belong to church and go to church, got your name on the church book, a good tithe A worshiper, sincerity. That still isn't it. That's right. And I don't want to hurt you, but I've got to stand before judgment with you. God requires more than that. And Cain was just as just on it as Abel was, but that's all God requires. Now I want you to notice Cain built his big fine altar. I can imagine him being a tiller of the soil filled it full of Easter flowers and everything and made it beautiful is the nature of Satan. Today we have chimes on the churches and plush pews and everything else, trying to find favor with God, and that's not God's way of finding favor. Every Easter you go to church and they bid you Merry Christmas because you won't see anymore to Christmas come to Easter to show off a new hat or a new bonnet or a new suit of clothes, bring up a big armful of Easter flowers and throw them on the altar. God don't want Easter flowers on the altar. He wants you on the altar. You're the one who belongs on the altar. But see how we got away? No wonder we can't believe for divine healing. You got the cart before the horse. You got to get the thing running right before you can believe right. You've got to get this right up here and right down here before you can see right. You've got to have something in here to believe with before you can believe. Sons and daughters of God are born to the Spirit of God, and, and God is a Spirit who just spoke the world into existence, and the very earth that you're setting on tonight was the Word of God materialized. And a man that's born to that same Spirit believes God can do all things and believes Him for all things. But if you're not born to the Spirit of God, you can't believe it, because you're earthly yet. You're still trying to build a fine church and put a choir in it and the angelic voices and things like that in it. That don't please God. Cain, in the beginning, would have been accepted if it was. But Cain laid his sacrifice down. He knelt down on his knees, and he raised up his hands like in can hear his beautiful prayer. Just how he rhymed it out, just so, in order and everything, to try to find favor with Jehovah. Here is the works that I have brought and laid down. I've built this church. I've done these things. I, I've worked hard, and here's a part of what I've got. I laid here. I offer to you, Jehovah. Can I find favor? Was well, the infidel? He was a fundamentalist. He was just as fundamental as the other fellow was. But God, do elections! Hey man, that shakes you down a little bit, cause I'm speaking to a half a million, a half a group of Armenians here. But look, it was through election that God called Abel and had recompense to the reward. And Abel comes. Not nothing beautiful. He had a little old lamb out of the flock. He didn't work up, he didn't do something or another, he didn't try to make big fine churches, he didn't build this, that, and the other. He just went out there and wrapped the grapevine around their lamb's neck and come pulling it. I don't guess they had any hemp in that day. Rope, so they just come to the grapevine, pulling little old lamb. What a sight! Picked him up and laid him up on the rock. I don't guess they had a lance in that day, so they just took a sharp rock, pulled his little head back, and began to beat him in the throat with it. What a sight! The blood began to sprinkle and bathe his little wool over like that, and the poor little thing dying, blatant. God looked down from heaven and rewarded him. What was it? Spiritually minded by election, knowing that the earthly things doesn't please God, he offered life and blood. What did he speak of? Come four thousand years to man, the Lamb of God. For well, the rope around his neck was led away to Calvary, and there on the cross, the Rock of Ages, bleeding, his wounds, his hair dropping, blood drops onto his breast. As Billy Sunday said, "He's an angel sitting in every tree saying, just pull your hand loose. part, we will change this thing here. But he was the Son of God. And when he was dying, when this little lamb was dying, the lamb was speaking in another language. grating hollering. he couldn't get it. Of course, Abel couldn't understand it. And when Jesus died on the cross, he was forsaken by a man here on this earth, and he spoke in another language. When his box was bathed, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God, church. From that day to this, it's moved up them same seeds, coming right out the same thing. Always, through blood, through spirit, oh, must I be carried home to heaven on a fire bed of ease, while others talk to win the prizes, sail through bloody seas. My pink, there are them trees, watch them vines as they come up, brethren. There's in the ark. Wish we had time, but the clock's getting away. Look here. In the ark, there was a crow and a dove, and they both sat on the same moose. And one of them was of the Antichrist, and the other of the Christ. The only way you could judge them is by their nature, by their habits. The crow was willing to eat the old dead carcasses of the world and stay out there, but the dove had to come back. Why the dove didn't have no gall? Something had happened to him. He couldn't digest the old rotten things of the world. And so is it with every man that's born of the Spirit of God? That's elected can't digest the things of the world. He'll come to the Father's place. Twenty years of an old-fashioned Holy Ghost meeting. You couldn't tie him away if you had to. Right? Born of the Spirit of God, a dove hasn't got no gall. No bitterness. He don't go around saying the Days of Miracles is fast and they didn't come to the right kind of seminary or cemetery. It's all the same thing anyhow. Always felt sorry for an incubator chicken, just like I did a seminary preacher. A little old incubator chicken, just chirp, 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 and ain't got no mammy to go to. That's just about where the preacher had out by a machine through theology. Right? And knows more about God than a hot and pop does about Egyptian night. Nice. Amen do to call me holy roller anyhow, so you might as well get started right now. All right. They say, that's pretty strong for a Baptist. Well, I'm one Baptist that got the Holy Ghost. That's right. No. Brother, it's always been much those vines. Jesus said, let them grow together. Now I want you to notice another place. We could bring it to Esau and Jacob if you wanted to. Before either was born, God elected Jacob. By election, Romans 9 says so, that the election of God might stand sure. Let's bring it on up a little farther. Let's take the children of Israel, here's a good stopping place. Here comes the children of Israel, coming up, God's son by election. Here it comes up, the church that believes in the supernatural. God's church has always believed in the supernatural. And it's always got a fundamental church stand over here that believes just as fundamentally as they do, but denies the supernatural. Right. That's what's the matter today we have in these revivals all over the country. It's nothing but the these meetings. What we need today is our to stand up and accept Christ as personal savior, but get out on your knees until you're filled with the Holy Ghost. God seals you into the kingdom of God. That's what the church needs today. And you know that's the truth. That's the reason we just not shake hands or join a church or pack the paper from place to place. Get your name written in the land's Book of Life it will stay there forever. Amen. Amen. Right. Here he was. Now on their journey up, I can see him had to cross through the land of, of Moab. Now Moab was a long ways of being an infidel. He was a fundamentalist. That was Lot's daughter's son where the tribe of Moab sprung from. Here come his foster brother, Israel, coming up, and this king, Balak went and hired Balaam to come out and curse this people. Could you imagine? Trying to curse a believer. Watch Balaam, that backslidden prophet. <laughs> God took an old mule and spoke in tongues to him and rebuked him. <laughs> That's right! The Bible says so! He's done everything, trying to turn them people around. <laughs> Looks like they can't listen. All right, but remember, he was fundamental. You say, oh, Brother Branham is ridiculous. All right, just a minute and see if this is true or not. Watch the Word of God, if you can take it. All right, then here comes Balaam out. He made his sacrifice. Watch, he built seven altars. Talk about being fundamental. Brother, he was presbyterian to the core. He built seven altars, and he offered seven clean bullocks on it, clean sacrifices. Is that right? And not only that, but he offered seven rams, speaking of Jesus Christ coming. Is that right? The lamb, the ram of God, takes away the sin of the world. The same offerings that they was offering right down there in Israel. Is that right? The same offerings is offered here. Now look, if you want to say fundamentally, then Balaam and Balak, and he gathered out all the braid of the countries, all the DHDs and the, uh, DDs and, and LLDs, and he gathered them all around the smoldering sacrifice, lit off the sacrifice, and they all stood there with their heads bowed praying. And look, fundamentally speaking, they were offering the same offering that was coming up right down there in Israel. Now, fundamentally, they were both right. They're correct. One was just as true as the other. There were seven altars there, God's requirement. Seven bullocks and seven rams. There was a burning sacrifice there, here was a burning sacrifice here, and both praying to the same God. If that ain't a picture of it today, I don't know why. Them fundamentalists don't tie into one. He knows what he's talking about in the Word. I was raised about Baptist. Don't tie into him in the Word. He knows what he's talking about. But here's the difference, friends. Listen, sit quiet now. Let your cups up. Notice... But well, what was the difference was here. Both of them fundamental. Both of them just like Cain and Abel. That's that same vine coming up. But God was vindicating Israel with signs and wonders. They were a bunch of holy rulers. You say, Brother Branham, holy rulers of Israel? Yes, sir. Brother, when they passed through the Red Sea, Moses sung in the Spirit, and Miriam got a tambourine, began to dance, and the daughters, if that ain't a Holy Ghost meeting, I ever seen one. Sure there's a bunch of Holy Rollers, but God was vindicating them by the supernatural signs and wonders. They had a pillar of fire, smitten rock, raised in serpents, hallelujah. That's exactly the truth, my brother. That's why you just stand boldly when you know where you're standing. All right. Watch what it was. They had a pillar of fire hanging over them. Is that right? Sure, they were fundamental in their doctrine. So were they, but God was vindicating them. And it's the same thing today. You might go to seminaries and learn this Bible every way you want to, but until you're born to the Holy Ghost, the power of God gets into your life, brother. You'll never believe signs and wonders and can't believe for divine healing and power. What we need today is a good old fashioned sky blue sin-killing religion, sweeping this country in the old time, St. Paul's Revival, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost back in the church again. Amen. The best defense better than any atom bomb has ever created. Right. Nice. Fundamentals. But God was vindicating His church. And today, teachers can say, I can prove to you by the Bible. That's true, but where's the signs at? That's the reason I stepped off the front of the middle tree over and become a holy rower. i seen the thing coming. <laughs> I'm glad I'm over here. Right. Living amongst that oh, they had everything. Sure, they lived with one another's mothers, they done every honorary thing there was. And I want you to notice. That fundamental teacher up there was very nice to point that out to Bailey too. said, bring him over here now and I'll show you the utmost part. <laughs> That's the way they do today to the Holy Ghost Church. Show the utmost parts, the rotten parts. We admit we got it. But you got it, too, but can you cover it up better? That's all. Just try. Don't well, tell me, I know old Baptist preachers and Methodists and all. They do just the same as them Holy Roller preachers do. Exactly. It's all human flesh. Well, let me tell you, but down there they could cover it up real well. But now what? Balak was good to show that just the utmost part. But I want you to notice what God told that old hypocrite when he come back. He said, don't you say nothing but what i put in your mouth. He said, I've beheld him from the hilltop. Hallelujah. Ah, not from the utmost part, but from the hilltop. And I have not conceived iniquity in Jacob.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Ah,
0: there was a blazing serpent going before him. That was a pillar of fire. There was an atonement to take away that sin. It was the election. God was going to take them through, yes or no. God gives the covenant unconditional. I'll save Abraham and his seed. And you're in the seed of Abraham by being dead in Christ, take on Abraham's seed. And there heirs according to the promise. Amen. There I feel religious. Look, let me tell you, here sometime some time ago last year, I love hunting. I was up in the hills a little while to hunt up in Canada. I was coming down and got lost out there in the wilderness one night. I was coming back along on my horse and I was trying to find my way back in the old road, 1100 miles on hard top road, no past as far as game trails. I seen a sight that kind of reminded me of this scripture where it comes to me tonight. I come down to where there's an old burnover years ago. And this old burnover, there's a big bunch of old trees standing there, big old tall stately pine trees. Once was great trees who stood in their kingly and priestly uh, steps or uh, places. And the winds blew through them and they frolic with the wind. But a burnover had come. And it burned all the bark off of them, all the life out of them. And they were standing there and the moon was shining. You talk about a spooky looking place. And the first thing you know, the wind began to blow. And the wind went, whoo. that wind coming down through them trees sounds so mournful. My, ooh. And I thought, ooh, mercy. I stood there and I thought, Lord, why did I get lost today? Why did you bring me into this wood? And I thought, well, now let me study here just a minute. The moon shining on them things looked like old tombstones. And I thought, yes, Lord, I understand. That puts me in the mind of a bunch of these old coal or churches. Standing up, that wants to be one great big church, but what the palm worm left, the caterpillar eaten; what the Methodist left, the Baptist eaten; what the Baptist left, the Presbyterian eaten. So they eat all the life out of things. And when God sends a big mighty Russian wind down, they just stand and go. Ooh, the days of miracles just passed. No such a thing as divine healing. There's no such a thing as the power of God. <laughs> all they can do is moan and groan and take it all. They haven't got any life in them. Oh, doubtless they can say we're trees. Yes, sir. But you once were. What are you now? You Methodists that don't believe in divine healing. When I stood under the shrine there where John Wesley preached in divine healing, they turned a foxhound loose and run his congregation out. He pointed his finger in the face of the man and said, You, the sun will not set on your head three times, and you called me to pray for you. You died that evening with cramps. When Wesley was over here, he was riding his horse to visit a woman one day, and the horse fell and broke his leg. And Wesley got off the horse, pulled out the anointing oil, said, Lord, you made this horse as many as you need. Poured oil up on him, anointed him all, got on him, and rode him away. Why, Methodist, you were, but you're dead now. Wait, I'm going to get you Pentecost just a minute, too. (laughs) All right. Run. What one left the other and eaten, what this left the other and eaten, what the palm worm left the caterpillar eating. what the caterpillar left, the first thing, they begin to have this, well, we'll take that out. They went to the cemetery or seminary, all got a big education, they start teaching theology, and they have adopted theology today to take the place of the Holy Ghost, and that's the reason two-thirds of the world knows nothing about Christ. Amen. Amen. What we need today, brothers, the Holy Ghost back in the church to lead the church. Yes, sir. I stood and looked at them poor old trees all blistered there. That wind come down again. I thought, God, why are you sending the wind for it? you hear them moan and groan? And the wind blowing again. And they went, mmm. I said, sounds spooky. Like a lot of these CDs stand by and say, Well, the divine healing wasn't in the atonement and all that there nonsensical shouting and going on. Just what Joel said, you're taking the joy from the sons of God. Amen. Restore that joy. God said he would do it. And I thought, Lord, that's just about what Joel spoke of. Then I had to think of another scripture. But I will restore, saith the Lord. I thought, Lord, what do you send the wind for if they're going to moan and howl and go on like that? If you're sending old-fashioned Pentecostal wind down, like they fell on the day of Pentecost, what in the world do you send it for if they're just going to moan and refuse it and reject it? But I happen to notice, there come up some new undergrowth. When that wind hit them, they wasn't moaning and going; They were just flexible and jumping and then rejoicing and then shouting, having an old-time Holy Ghost meeting. Wow! They were flexible. They had life. They was moving with the wind, just rejoicing. They wasn't moaning about it. They were rejoicing, frolicking, jumping. Had an old-time revival. I said, thank you, Lord. I'm glad I that back horse, they called that. Hallelujah. Oh, my soul can stay clear with God. And when the Holy Ghost comes down, I won't moan and groan and take sides against it. I'll agree with it and (laughs) (laughs) And frolick with it and live with it and preach with it and sing with it and die with it and die with it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Mighty rushing wind come from heaven like a r- wind filled all the house where they were setting. All the fundamentals begin to groan. <laughs> but he had something coming up. <laughs> I will restore, saith the Lord. Here comes some more pine trees coming up. I was ready to catch right into the wind. Just frolic and have a good time. I said, if that don't put me in the mind of a good old fashioned Holy Ghost meeting, and there stands that bunch of fellows out there moaning and groaning and say, while well, we're older than you all are, we know more about it. Saying the Doxology, repeating the Apostles' Creed. Where you ever find that? I I challenge anybody to show me the Apostles' Creed in the Bible. The Apostles' Creed is "Repent, everyone of you, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." Or the promises of Him. That's the Apostles' Creed. Yes, sir. But today, people, oh, no. Our minister has a DD and he has a PhD. Huh. DD stands for dead dog. Let me tell you what we need today There's a man alive. We need some baptized saints of the Holy Ghost. Men and women who believe in the power of God, who in the Holy Ghost falls, will out right into it say, Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. The neighbor sat around with a mammy or a pappy or whoever it is they Why, well, you disgrace me. You can't help it. You're alive. So we just take him, go get back and forth, up and down, around, around. What a meeting! Amen. You believe it? Sure. I had to get the Holy Ghost before this gift was manifested. Right. Oh, yeah. She's dead and dried up. That's right. And every time they start doing that, God sets them right on the shelf. And the Pentecostal church is following right straight in line. When God seen back there in the Old Testament, the first thing you know, a pillar of fire went forth. Israel followed that pillar of fire. I say it reverently. I believe you got the picture of it on the paper tonight. saying pillar of fire. The angel of God, the angel of the covenant, and any man knows that the angel of covenant was Jesus Christ right, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God unfolded himself. That was God in that pillar of fire. He unfolded himself down into a human body, virgin born. No man could touch him there. You can see him here, but he's a virgin born. Now he went away a little while the world should be no more. Yet I'll be with you even in you. Same God, living right down, unfolding himself into the heart of man, got out of your words and shake him and give him a rejoicing like Job's did. They said, Brother Bram, that's that new kind of religion. Uh-uh. It's just a new case of the old time. <laughs> old time? Why, God asked Job, where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. Before the foundation of the world was ever laid. Ain't nothing new, it's something old. It's the beginning What's these fundamental now? Just a minute now, we're closed. If you look this way for a minute, our time's getting away. I feel pretty good right this time. I'm glad, I'm glad, so happy that I've seen these trees, and I've seen the one that God was vindicating. I don't care how fundamental this was, i see seen here where God was making His signs and wonders of the vindication. When Jesus came on earth, who was any more fundamental than those trees were? Whether they know the law to the letter or they know the scripture to the letter. But God have vindicated Jesus Christ by signs and wonders, ye man of Israel, Jesus Christ the man approved among you, the signs and wonders which God did by him in the midst of you all where you all know yourselves, Acts 2, 24, that's right, God have vindicated Jesus Christ by signs and wonders, he hath vindicated Israel by supernatural signs and wonders. He had vindicated his church all the way through the signs and wonders. Watch here now in this last day. Watch St. Paul. Listen, look this away every eye. Look at St. Paul. When the Holy Ghost struck him there one day in his writing, He said, in old days, that in the last days, the end of times, the times would come when they'd be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinence, and despises of those that are good. What well, do you say, Brother Brown, that's is Oh, no, that's fundamentally. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Some such turn away. We're living in that day, friend. We're living when justice fundamentally, fundamental. The church is fundamentally right. They've had seminaries and studied and studied and Greek words and this words and that words. And what good does it do Let's God to back it up and say, this is it? What good did it do, Cain, to do all of his religion and, and Balak all of his religion when God was down here in his bunch of vindicated with a bunch of holy rollers. And if Jesus was considered a holy roller himself, he died on the cross as a heretic. And the early church was considered a bunch of nitwits. Paul told Agrippa, in the way that's called heresy, go worship by the God of our fathers. I'm glad tonight that John with in and say, in the way that's called holy rollers, crazy, nonsense, idiotic worship, I'll worship Jesus Christ in the power of his resurrection by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe him. Now I know that he's here. The Christian parents. I'm not here to preach the gospel, Brother was is here to do that. I'm here to pray for the sick. My calling is to pray for the sick. And I'm trying my best to get to you. I want you to know what I believe. Now, I believe the message, and in that you might call it heresy, when Dr. Davis had ordained me into the Baptist Church, when he stood there a few nights here some time ago on an religious meeting, he said, now, Brother Branham, I'll have you to speak for us tonight. That did me good. When he told me, he said, I went up to Greensville that night when the angel of the Lord appeared to me and told me, he said, I went and told the doctor, he said, you mean to tell me with your seventh grade education you're going to pray for potentates and monarchs? I said, that's what he said, and that's what I believe. Then when he stood there, he said, Billy, you had a nightmare. Run back over home to your church. He's run back over home to your church. I said, here's my fellowship card. I'm not torn with nothing, has denies the power of Jesus Christ. In his resurrection, said, "Oh, we don't mean it that way, Billy. Only morals is what you put out of Baptist church. I like it. I ain't got nothing against. I ain't got nothing against the people. It's the way you let yourself get so free, and that's the way to damn Doctor, of all these, just call me from down there a Big Baptist School. Wants to come down He just receive the Holy Ghost up in my front room. Don Wells that wrote the great discrepancy in your magazine, The Christian Herald. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost spoken tongues." Dr. Reedhead, the president of one of this associated with the great Sudan missions, the biggest Baptist movement there is, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost when I laid my hands on him and spoke in tongues. Yes, sir. The Archbishop of India, Dr. Pally, which will be here sometime this week, if God willing, he's with Don now, called the other day and said, come down, Brother Rand, let's get together. The move of God's going. I don't care what they say. John Wells, then shoved off to Billy Graham as hard as he could to get him to it, but Billy said he couldn't preach it. He believed it, but he couldn't preach it before the people. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh, God, I love Billy Graham and his work. I want to do everything I can, but no wonder that man has put forth every effort he can, I believe, and go over what Billy likes. It's an old-fashioned Pentecostal experience to get back there and to bring God down in the power of his resurrection. Certainly. I was going to do it in the church. That's right. But I wouldn't sell my birthright for all those cracks in this world. God. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the restoration of the gifts. When Israel began to move, there's a pillar of fire. When that fire moved, Israel moved with it. This 2 o'clock in the morning, if it was 5 o'clock in the evening, whatever it was, the priest sounded the trumpet, and away went the pillar of fire, and Israel moved and camped under the fire. Is that right? Well, that fire was hid for a while through the dark ages. But the first one saw that pillar fire was Martin Luther. He sounded a trumpet had come out of the Catholic Church. And the first thing you know, it caused a great universal revival. All right. Then the next thing you know, Martin Luther got to organizing. And he organized down so tight until the pillar fire moved again. But Luther couldn't couldn't go because he was organized about a bunch of doctrine. But the pillar of fire moved just the same. John Wesley saw it in England, and away he went. Justification the Lutheran preached by faith, and the first thing you know Wesley saw was sanctification to the blood. And away he went, believing it. And the first thing you know, a great revival saved England and America. When him and Asbury and and all of them come here to America, great revival swept the land. The pillar of fire moved. Then the first thing you know, Wesley began to organize the Wesleyan Methodist Church. And the church, he got so organized after a while, away went the pillar of fire again out of the Wesley church, and Wesley couldn't move because he was organized. Go to Scorch, brother. (laughs) Look, not me, but the Holy Spirit, notice, and Wesley couldn't move because he was organized. The Pentecostal people saw it, and away they went. (laughs) That's right. Right out under that pillar of fire, they went shouting and speaking in tongues and having a great time. Is that right? But brother, the sad part, the Pentecost is organized now so tight, one eye belongs in the assemblies, and I belong to this, and you're organized so tight, and God's moving the pillar of fire right out again. Hallelujah! And the church is going after it. Hallelujah! Signs, wonders, and miracles. I feel like travelling on. I feel like travelling on. My heavenly home is right in there and I feel like traveling on. Amen. Don't get scared, Amen, and so be it. <laughs> that won't hurt you. I'm not amen in myself, but I'd just like to say it anyhow. All right, well, I'm amen in myself then, I I believe it. Yes, sir form of godliness, denying the power thereof. Now the signs and wonders are setting in. A little bunch of corruption raised up. First thing no day, what is it? Then what's the Luther left? The Wesley eating. What the Wesley left? Baptist eating. What Baptist left? Camelite eating. What Camelite left? Pentecost eating. Oh my. But Lord said, I will restore it. What? Right back to the old passion. Baptism the Holy Ghost like telling on the day of Pentecost. Back at her in the beginning. Yes, sir. And receive it. I'm so glad that it's spring for whosoever will come today. If you're ready to forsake all your ungodliness and get out of them old picture shows and lowdowns and hell dives and throw away that nasty, filthy stuff and jerk-jordated jokes and jostling ice cream suppers and... So and is parties and stitch and so and talk about me so and so for a missionary program. What's the matter with you? What you need today, a missionary program, was not never a and so party. It was carrying me in the sea of Jerusalem so you're in do with powers on high. After this, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you will be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Owensboro, Kentucky, and the other most parts of the world. Amen. I will restore, saith the Lord. Restore what? What it was in the beginning. The first early apostolic church, Pentecostal, Methodist, Baptist, whatever we want to call it. It was right there in the beginning, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. In there they had signs and wonders and miracles. There come a man by the name of Peter. They know he was a prophet. Old Ananias walked up before him one day and he said, Our souls are so and so Peter said, You're lying. Is that right? Went right down with the spirit of Jesus Christ upon him and said, You kept back a portion of the money. They frightened the old boy so bad until he fell dead and they packed him out and here come his wife Said Peter said you're into it too and the way they packed her. And they looked and seen that spirit of discernment that was on Jesus Christ was on Peter just exactly and the people didn't wait for him to pray for him. They just laid him in the shadow and when the shadow passed over them they got well every one of them. Then we the day who claimed to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and have to wait for something to be done. Oh hallelujah. I feel good. All right. God is here. God is here to make well. He's here to heal. He's already healed. The only thing he wants you to do with the spirit life in this church right now with the Holy Ghost waiting over here, anything could take place. you believe that? The Holy Ghost could come right down now and heal or save or do whatever you want to do the We're going to start the prayer line in a few minutes. I want every one of you to be revered. Abide with me if you look, sister, on the piano, play it if you will. I want everyone to reverence. How can you deny me? I will restore, saith the Lord. You see, I don't understand those people, all these things that's going on. I don't understand how you, yeah, you sit up there and call it mental telepathy. You think I'm a witch? Did you know that Jesus Christ was considered the same thing? You, all of his apostles, was considered the same thing? They borrowed John in a baton of Greek for 24 hours trying to borrow the Holy Ghost out of him. Huh. How can you do that? Because they thought he was a witch. And they said he bewitched the Greeks, Agamemnon, many of the great writers, Joel Policharque, and many of those when he stood in that fire that, that day with his hands up praying the God in the fire wasn't even burning. They said he bewitched the fire throwed a spear in his side, fox book of mortars, and thus blood run out to put the whole fire out. Then he said he bewitched it with blood, when there's only about a gallon, something of blood in a man's body. It was God, and the world knew it not. A little while and the world seeth me no more, yet you shall see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, in Owensboro, Kentucky, or to the uttermost parts of the earth. Is that right? Even to the end, I'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Truly, I thought you had, saved. Truly, I'll give it that to I can pray for you and lay hands on you, sure. That's it. But I thought, surely, you Pentecostal, full gospel people, you good spiritual Methodists, Baptists, there's plenty of them over in a Baptist church. and Methodist church is spiritual yet. It's exactly right. Don't well, tell me. I'm going right now into a bunch of them seconds in this meeting here. You don't believe that they... Not Baptists down here in the hills of Kentucky where we Baptists was. We would not like you Baptists around here. Shake hands and put your name on the book. We get out the order and boot one another back till we come through. We got something. We need some more like that. We need some John the Baptist to come out not with his collar turned around and his tuxedo shoot on. But brother, he had an old hair, seek sheepskin wrapped around him, he preached repentance so hard he shook all Jerusalem and Judea. That's what we need today, some more Baptists like that. Amen, not compromisers. Philip come out there, Herod with Philip's wife. Some them said, don't you preach on marriage and divorce. He walked out in his face and said, it's not lawful for you to have her. Could you imagine a man filled with the Holy Ghost hold back on something like that? No. What's the matter today? <laughs> We hold back on too much of that stuff. We're committing and everything else in our churches. We need an old-time house cleaning. Amen. That comes from, from the basement to the attic, too. Amen. Oh, I know you think I'm crazy. Well, if I am, I'm happy. Just leave me alone. That's right. I'm all right. I feel a lot better this way than I did when I had my other mind, so I'll just keep this one. Right. Uh, I love it. Well, have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ with this kind of mind sure you look crazy to the world not crazy now when God does something believe him don't keep him wiggling around saying this that there believe him now that divine gift was given for that purpose I in this building tonight there's a few hundred people sitting here and God could reveal anything he wanted to right here to me if he wished to I was born for that not by not because I deserved it. I come up out of a sinful family. My people were Catholic before me. My background is Irish Catholic. You're not know, long with an interview with the priest. They said, Oh well, all gifts come back to the church. I said you'll be coming back, Brother Branham. I said, Not while I got the Holy Ghost. Yes, I have nothing against Catholic people. No, sir. I have nothing against the Catholic no more than the Protestants. We're all people. We're all striving for the same place, but brothers, the first thing you know, they begin to pull the wool over your eyes and deny the thing that's God. Don't you do that. Out on the farm, we used to have some experience of them kind of things. Now, I want you to go to your church. If you're a Methodist, Go back. Go back with the Holy Ghost. Tell your pastor. Do what you can for the church. Do everything you can to get the people filled with the Holy Ghost. God will appreciate you. if your pastor. is spiritual. He will too. Sure you will. I'm not trying to take you away from churches. I'm trying to get you to God. God is the main man. You know what I believe? I believe been calling a prayer line. I'm just going to stand here and ask God just to help me right here from this platform. you believe out there? I'm just seeing if there's anybody I recognize. I unfortunately know Brother... Bosworth here, and Billy Paul, and Brother Ryan. That's all I remember seeing him there. On this side here, I see nobody I know. I see Brother Doherty sitting here, and Brother Skagg. As far as I know, that's about as far as I put the brother up in here. Brother Beeler, name from Jeffersonville. That's about as far as I know. But you know what? The God that I've tried to represent knows every one of you. Do you believe that? And how many believe that God said He set in the church? Apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, gifts of healing, working of miracles, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. Do you believe that? With all your heart? Then look here. Do you Pentecostal people? God gave you a gift not long ago, speaking in tongues. I'll admit you run running to extremes. Now, you bad to see. I, to me, it's the gospel. I love all of you. But, brother, when I see anything's wrong, i gotta, I got to say something about it. And he gives you a, a gift of speaking in tongues, and you run running into extremes. That's right. Because you got people down there, and got them to speak with tongues that know more about God than nothing. They went out and done all kinds of things. If they really had God in their hearts, they wouldn't have done that. That's right. Go so for for that. That's all right, but the Bible was them little teachers will do that. I believe in speaking in tongues, sure I do. I believe in everything God said in this Bible is the truth. But the Bible said, Paul said, if you all speak with tongues and one comes in unlearned, he'll say you're all mad. But if one prophesies and reveals the secret of the heart or something, then they'll fall down and say, God is with you. Is that right? Thanks be to God for both of them. Is that right? It's prophecy. Now, there's a difference between prophecy, a gift of prophecy, and a prophet. Did you know that? That's where you, brethren, in the latter reign, went off that. Everybody, somebody make a prophecy, you call them a prophet. That's wrong. The next time, you've seen an error. A gift of prophecy and a prophet differ. God in sons times time spoke to the Father through the prophets the last day, through His Son, Jesus Christ. A gift of prophets is in the body, and two or three has to set before it to see if it's to be judged when He spoke. But you ever see anybody stand before Moses? Isaiah, Jeremiah, Korah tried to stand before Moses one day, and the world swallowed him up, the earth swallowed him up, see? But a prophet is born. Election, all through life, It's the word of the Lord just as it comes to them, now he reveals. Now everyone gets quiet. I'm trying my best to ask God in my heart, but as you're moving, it just keeps me going. Spirit moves here, moves there, moves here. I just don't know what to do. Let's pray. Father, Lord Jesus, the great Alpha Omega, the beginning and the ending, he which was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David, the morning star. We worship thee tonight with all of our hearts, full of love, gratitude. And I've done best that I know how in your word, feeling, Lord, that something ought to be said to these people. For your great spirit is laboring here, critics sitting around. With all those ideas, and thou knowest, Lord, that become right to me, you know you reveal them to me. I felt like if I could let the people know just where we stand and what we stand for, they'd understand then that we believe you. And now, Lord, I've spoke your word the best that I know how, and I pray that you'll confirm it tonight with signs and wonders. Now, that's the word of your servant. I've spoke for you. Now speak for me, Lord, in the way that my word might be known to these men and women, your children, to be true. I ask this for God's glory, in the confirmation of his word, which Jesus Christ said would take place in the last days, the things that I do for you also. I ask it in his name. Amen. Amen. You have heard his word. I know, I don't know those people, but the Lord has spoken and told you, draw nigh. His spirit is near. May he come. May he speak. And you believers, look and believe. You look and have faith in God. And be reverent, fulfill. How many out there wants to be healed? Raise your hand. Some of you are dying, you know. How many over here? Me here. I'm asking God to help me on this. That before I get a person here, the platform, he'll sweep over this audience and break vision and let me prophesy from this platform in his name. It's a great thing to ask you. I've never done it before. But I believe he will. I have faith in my God. I believe that he's here. If he'll do that, surely you'll believe. Just be reverent. Don't be in too much of a hurry. Let the Spirit of God in you. Be reverend. Just keep praying. He's here. The will move, but please be real just as quiet as you can. hear the spirit speaking all around through the building. I just, does see everyone just there? I know you might not believe it, I can't make you. He leaves him here and sends over a little woman sitting right back here, a light. She's praying. You have a female trouble, don't you, sister, sitting right there on the left-hand side of the road. Isn't that right? You was asking God to heal you, didn't you? You are healed. Do you have a prayer card, lady? You don't have a prayer card, no. In prayer now, please, everywhere over the building, I can only speak where he tells me to speak. I see a man looking at me right now. I see it standing near him. Um, you have the brown suit on, standing there. It's near, it's near you, no, it's a woman, I believe. It's, uh, the man, he has, you have uh, Qatar, don't you? a car and some kind of a... You have something wrong with an eye. A cataract is that right, sir? Raise up your hand if that's right. You don't have any cards or anything. All right, you can go home now and be well. Christ makes you whole. That lady, seem like it. Look this away, lady. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? You, yes. Stand up to your feet just a minute. Do you believe me? I call said something there, and you believe, and I've seen it. Spirit, stand by you. It. it isn't there now, but I want to talk to you a minute. Do you believe me to be God's servant? We're perfect strangers, aren't we, ladies? You don't know me. I don't know you. Do you believe the message that I preached is the truth? You do no way at all for me to ever know you. It's probably here and me 150 miles away. But do you believe me? I want to won't you talk to me just from there like he was on a platform. No, you come from away from here. You're by, live by a place got all rolling hills in it. That's, uh, I'd say you come from New York. Is that right? And don't they call you May? Aren't your, ain't your name May? Is that right? It's May? And you have, uh, you have something wrong with your eyes, and you have spinal trouble. You're on your road to a place where there's a lot of palm trees are growing. I believe to California, and you're going to meet a lady that looks a whole lot like. It's your sister. Isn't that right? Is that the truth? And you're fixing to leave right away, aren't you? Now, is that the truth? Raise your hand if that's the truth. Or you can go on your road heel to your sister now. Jesus Christ has made you whole. God bless you. Have faith. Don't doubt. Somebody over in this way, somebody believing here in this vicinity here. Have faith in God. Just pray and say, God, I believe that with all my heart and I'm desperately in need. I see a little mother hugging a baby. What about you, lady? You look like you're kind of desperate. You believe me as God's prophet? We are strangers. I don't know you. God knows that. I don't know you. But you're... You're in need of prayer. You've got a gallbladder condition. Isn't that right? And you've had an operation, and it ruptured. Is that right? Isn't that your husband sitting out there in front of you? You have a back trouble, don't you, sir? And that's your granddaughter sitting next to you. And the little baby's father with a nerve condition, which causes headaches and stomach trouble. Is that right? That's the mother of the baby sitting right behind it. Is that right? Hallelujah. All right, please go home be well. God bless you, sir. Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart. on you, people. How oh, would you reject and deny Someone believes, somewhere else. Have faith, believe this, that God... I'm telling you the truth, my friend. Excuse me be for being a baby. When you see the supernatural, see an angel standing there, that light, moving over a person, you it break out and see the, what's going on taking place. Please don't walk around. Just, it throws me out so, God will surely make you pay for it. If you're asked in Jesus' name to be quiet. Said be still and know that I'm God. See a man sitting back in there looking at me. I see something is coming near him. Over him. He has a gallbladder trouble, liver condition, many things wrong with him. You have a prayer card, sir. Sitting with the glasses on, sitting looking right at me. Stand up to your feet just a minute. You believe with all your heart. Uh, you're, you're aware, brother, that something's taking place. You have a feeling that you've never felt before. Don't, isn't that a, you have a strange feeling? Isn't that right? It's the angel of the Lord sending you. Looks to me like if you could see that, people just look that way, right there, just above the man, a milling light standing right there. kind of a emerald, moving. Now, there it is. The man has come from a. He's come from away. He's from up in. He's from Indiana. And I see he's in a, he's, he's somewhere where there's a lot of criticism. They're criticizing divine healing to the man. And I heard somebody call his name Ed. Isn't your name Ed? If that's right, raise up your hand. <laughs> All right, Ed, you return home well and show the people what Lord has done for you. God bless you on your own. Let's bow our heads just a minute. I want everybody with your head bowed in reverence. I want you to believe right now, and I want each one of you to repeat this prayer as I say it. You repeat it. I'm going to pray it. Just say it, but you, you pray it to God. Oh, God, repeat it after me. Oh, God, creator of heavens and earth, I do worship thee. I believe these things. Your Bible has said so, the reason I believe it. And now I'm coming to you to believe that you're going to heal me, or give me faith that I can accept my healing. And I now, as your servant, I rebuke the devil that tormenting me. And by Jesus Christ, I am healed. And I'll testify of it. And I'll give you glory. In Jesus' name, I accept it. Amen. I each one of you, just keep your head bowed. Keep shutting with God. Keep praying. I want to watch and see what he does. Keep praying now. Are you ready to accept your healing? After the Holy Spirit here, seen moving with the people, how could you doubt him anymore? Now, surely, by God's help, if God will stand here on the platform and rebuke the devil, he can rebuke the whole thing at once. If in Africa, a land of hot and hot, one prayer, 25,000 people are healed, surely he can be in Owensboro, Kentucky, right in the middle of civilization. Keep your heads bowed and listen now. Pray while I ask God to help you. This is my prayer. You just keep shutting with God now. Almighty God, I ask for mercy, I see these poor people, see many of them laying here on cots and stretchers in bed, see them sitting back there with heart trouble and diabetes, cancer, diseases that'll kill them before another, moon changes if you don't help them. God, I know you're here willing to help them, and they, if the devil is standing in their way, they're trying to get them to doubt or be a little skeptic about it. And I pray for mercy. preached, I've done all I know how to do. And now, Lord, I pray that you'll hear my prayer, and I'm coming to you with reverence and with respect. And I'm coming believing that you're going to heal every person here. Now, thou demons that found this group of people, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I adjure thee, come out of the people and leave them. I want you to keep your head bowed, keep thanking in your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my healing. Now, you that couldn't do something, you that couldn't hear in one ear, put your finger in your good ear and see if you can hear out of your bad ear. You that couldn't raise your hand, raise your hand up. You that couldn't do something, do it. The first one can do something that they couldn't do, raise up your hand. Let me see. Can anybody hear out of one ear that they couldn't hear before, raise up your hand? Somebody that had a bad ear. Can you hear now, sister? I want you to come here a minute. Somebody else that couldn't raise their hand, raise their hand. I want you to stand right here for a testimony. Somebody Somebody that couldn't hear and can hear now. Accept your healing. Look at this woman. If you Accept your healing now. You couldn't hear, but now you can hear in your ears. Raise up your hand so I'll know who you are. Can you hear, brother? Couldn't hear before. Can hear now. I hear, that's right. Come out. Right, come here. Out right up here. Stand here. That's wonderful. Come out on up to testify. Somebody else in here couldn't hear. These people are getting healed right out in the audience. Their own prayer. Their own faith. You couldn't hear. And now you can hear. Raise up your hand. You couldn't hear before prayer. And now you can hear. Anybody up in here? Up in this way? Anybody that couldn't hear? If some of those of you said sitting there, ask them to say praise the Lord or something. Say praise the Lord. Speak out. See if they couldn't speak. Let them speak. Alright, somebody that had a crippled hand and couldn't raise your hand, raise up your hand now. If you can't raise your hand up, like that. Somebody who couldn't walk, get up and walk, come to the place, come out around here brother, come out on up on the platform here, I want you to come up and testify. Somebody that couldn't do something, what's the matter people, don't look at these people, pray for yourself. You're the ones in desperate need, I'm going to get hard troubles and everything here in a few minutes for testimony. That's it, you that couldn't do something, I want you to do it now. God bless you. Here's a lady that come hobbling on crutches. Here she comes walking up without them. Let's say praise the Lord. It's right, time for you to get busy. And start doing something. Come back on, sister. Come on. Don't be, you may be a little lame in your legs. That's all right. Come on. God you. will be all right. Now, some of the rest of you couldn't walk. Get up and come on up here. God bless you. Look, sir, you laying there on that bed. You believe me to be God's prophet? You believe that what I tell you would be the truth? Laying there on the cot? I don't know you, but God knows you, doesn't he? Will you believe me as God's prophet if I tell you the truth? You'll have to. You believe it, Mother, with all your heart? The man is at the end of the road. Yes. Cancer in the rectum. He's helpless. eyes that which has brought him to those crutches. Lister? If you lay there, you can't last for a little while. But Jesus Christ will help you. If I was in your place, I would command you in the name of Jesus Christ to get out of that stretcher and walk. You believe me to be a servant? I'd raise up out of that chair, go home. Tell the devil he's alive. Push my cot on out and go home. You wouldn't have to fool with it. Then rise up and the rest of you here. Anything you on the bed? Anything you are? God knows your heart. I can tell you what's wrong with you and what's your trouble. I can tell you right now. It's your unbelief. God is here right now to make every one of you well. Do you believe it? How many of you accept your healing? Stand to your feet. Every person here believes that you accept your healing? That's right. Stand up. God bless you. God bless you. Stand up. That's good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come out on up. That's right. Here's the a, here's a deaf and dumb standing up now to come to testify. They've accepted their healing. Amen. Here's the old man with laying paralyzed from this cancer in here, coming right out of bed to accept his healing. That's the way to do it. Rise up to your feet. Don't be scared. Stand right up and say, God, my merciful Father, I believe. While you're standing, I'm going to pray. Oh, Lord God, give power, give strength give unction. I pray tonight, Lord, that you have an old-fashioned testimony meeting here that will glorify God that the power of the Holy Ghost will fall into this building, and the great unction of God will fall and heal every person here. And may that be your old-time conviction and power in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a the man that was paralyzed, laying there, raised up out of the stretcher. Some of you just go down here and bring him up to the platform. Brethren, hey, somebody come over here and help the man. That's right. There's a man laying paralyzed on the stretcher. Bring it. Get the crutches. Pick up the crutches and take them ready. Let's say praise the Lord. All right. Everybody want to testify? Come forward. Come up here now. Everybody wants to testify to give God word. There's a crippled man walking out of here just this town, giving God praise. Let's say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, Brother Bowser. Come take on the testimony.